Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to chase your joy, find alignment, and create a life and a business that you love using actionable methods, interviews, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host, your always hype woman and sometimes ass kicker, Amanda Chills, and I am so proud of you for choosing to step into your power. Come along, we've got dreams to build. Okay, podcast family, welcome back to this week's episode where I have got such a hurricane of a woman for you and I am so stoked. She is so like no bullshit energy, do your thing, but also like we'll give you a little, she'll hold your hand, but also kick your ass at like at the same time. It's actually quite a talent. Um, So welcome Rachel, who is a wellness business coach, who is just like, y'all are going to see, she's just fabulous. So hello. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, dude, I'm so stoked to have you on. Like, I want everyone listening to get ready because their brains are about to get so much stuff in it. And they're going to walk away being like, what the hell was that? It was so great. So tell us, tell us about you because all they know is the introduction and they like, that wasn't the best introduction ever. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. So me, um, I'm a mom. Um, I always like to say that because I kind of see that as um, my first job always. Um, I'm a mom to two teenagers. I have a 14-year-old, almost 17-year-old, and I'm also a stepmom. So I'm a stepmom to triplets who are 17. So yes, whenever people hear our story, we're like the Brady Bunch. We have five kids between the ages of 14 and 17. So it's pretty, pretty wild ride. Um, And then I'm a business coach for wellness-based entrepreneurs. I got started in the wellness realm um, over 25 years ago. So um, like Amanda, I um, started as a licensed therapist. Mm. Um, That's my degree. Um, Feels like forever ago. Feels like a lifetime ago. It was a lifetime ago. Had many lives, many lives since then. And um, I uh, left um, the therapeutic world. Um, and I actually was taking a break for a little while and decided, um, I needed a break from it and actually became a personal trainer. And I started a personal training business, did that for about, yeah, eight years. Um, did pretty well with it. Um, kind of when I look back now, my business was a little bit of a mess, but it, it was financially good, but they the back all end was are to start like, yeah, you, learned a lot. Start when it's perfect. You waited way too long. Like, Oh, absolutely. hundred percent agree. Start long. way before you're ready. hundred percent. Um, and then I ended up moving with my ex-husband to Atlanta. I was like, eh, don't want to do that anymore. Loved yoga. So I am the person who just like has an idea and just does it. I don't like think too much. Otherwise nothing would ever get done. So I opened a yoga studio because why not? Right. Yeah. Um, brick and mortar. Um, and I did that for almost a decade. I owned, ended up owning three studios, sold it a couple years ago, um, and decided I just wanted to help other entrepreneurs. Um, not specifically in the beginning wellness, but I realized that is kind of my niche, mm-hmm. um, get up running. It started with just kind of moms who had a passion. Cause that's kind of how I saw myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the years, it's become really more so a lot of moms still, but that have a passion tends to be in the wellness industry for the most part. And um, 
I am on a mission to prove, I don't know if it's proof, but I'm yeah. on a mission to show wellness-based entrepreneurs that A, it doesn't make you not spiritual to charge. B, you can have a wellness business and make a shit ton of money. And C, you can actually love what you do mm-hmm. and do good for others. Yes. Yeah, you can do it with integrity. And I think it's something yes. that a lot of service entrepreneurs, especially like therapists, know a lot of therapists, and they're all the same, but everyone needs yeah. help. And what about the people that can't afford it? Super legit, right? Super, super yeah. legit. Also, take Medicaid. That's a thing. Yeah. Those people can have Medicaid. Or something I actually built into my practice is the ability to see people a certain percentage of people at a sliding scale or for free. Now, I don't have very many free because they tend, but I have one that cannot afford it. Yeah. And I built into my cost to be able to do that. So I think, I think so many people get stuck and I'm sure you see this a lot. And maybe we could talk about that in the, it has to be this or this. I serve mm-hmm. everyone and I give it all away and I'm burned out and I quite literally cannot sustain that because it's not sustainable. Mm-mm. Or I'm a horrible, evil, capitalist, Jeff Bezos type. Like there's no in-between where it's like you can run a business where it's built into your pricing structure. Yeah. You can have a life where you do both. You do meaningful activities, you volunteer, you donate, you do charity work, and you make good money and you go on vacation. So like, how does that show 100- up for y'all? All the time, all the time. And I hundred percent agree with you, Amanda. I always tell people it's your business. Like there's, you get to decide the rules. Like you get to decide if you want to give to someone your services for a reduced rate or even free. And you get to decide if what, you know, you can have a sliding fee scale if you want. It's your business. You get to decide how you run it. Mm -hmm. And only you decide that. And it's just a decision. And I think so often we linger in indecision, an indecision I call the river of misery and then (laughs) nothing gets done and you end up serving no one. Right. Right. And like you said, it's like so many people do live in this very all or nothing space Mm -hmm. and nothing in life is all or nothing. We're always a little bit of everything. Like you can be a little bit of this and a little bit of this at the same time. It's it's called cognitive dissonance and we Mm -hmm. all experience it all the time. And when we resist it is when it becomes a problem Mm. or when we indulge in one side of it. And that's kind of the magic is, can you learn how to track your own mind? Mm -hmm. So you're not indulging in the pieces that are going to slow you down and keep you from really doing what you love and growing something that can be really magical. That's not just great for you, but other people. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about when you say indulging, my brain is translating it as getting stuck. Like, can you, Mm. can you give them like a, if that were a movie, what it looked like. So people are like, well, that's not me. You know what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So I think indulging for me is let's just use the example of self doubt. Sure. Okay. So this is something that comes up a lot. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. Actually, all of them are entrepreneurs. Yeah. And right. right? And self-doubt is something that as an entrepreneur, a lot of us experience. Here's the thing. Everyone experiences it. Oh yeah. Here's the thing. I think, 
I think you can have self-doubt yeah. and still be moving forward. Now, when I yes. talk about indulging is people think because they have self-doubt, mm. the only way to move forward is to get rid of it. But the reality is me. it's not going to probably go away. Like, here's the thing. You can make $5,000 in your business and have self-doubt. You're in the very beginning stages. You can make $100,000 in your business mm -hmm. and you still have self-doubt. Trust right. me, I've been there. <laughs> and you can make even more and still right. have self-doubt. And just because people believe if they make, for example, a certain amount of money mm -hmm. or they're doing something for a certain amount of time, mm -hmm. that's going to go away. Mm -hmm. It's going to be there. Right. And how do we hold space for it? in a very loving way mm -hmm. and not, when I say indulge in it, not let it stop us or slow us down because I you see. can have it and you can still go out there, show up, get visible and take mm -hmm. action. What yeah. I see happens all the time. A lot of people come to me, right? And they're come to me because they're not being visible mm -hmm. using like, for example, social media. A lot of what I teach is mark organic marketing using social media yeah. and they're not visible and they're not showing up and they're not consistent. And the reason really underneath it all is the doubt mm -hmm. and the doubt is slowing them down. And it's, it's keeping a them, monster. it's keeping them in what I call confusion amnesia. Mm -hmm. Like they're thinking, yeah, like they're, they're not realizing they know they're like, they don't necessarily identify it as they're confused, but mm -hmm. they are. And then they're forgetting what they're, what the whole reason they went into what they're doing. So they're having a little bit of amnesia and they're living in confusion. And I call that like, that's like the idea of indulgence, mm -hmm. right? Is that it's like letting that stuff keep you yeah. from taking action. Now, of course you need to clean that up, right? but the way we clean it up is not necessarily getting rid of it. People mm -hmm. think when we say mindset, let's clean up all your limiting beliefs. I don't really believe it's necessarily cleaning them up, getting rid of it. No, when I say cleaning it up, no. When I say cleaning it, it's learning how to hold space for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like let it be there and you can even love it ironically. Yeah. You can love it for yes. what it teaches you. Oh, I love this so much. So I have a few analogies that I use for that. And it shows up in so much more than business, right? I see it mm -hmm. so much in women leaving relationships, men oh my God, all the time that are imbalanced. And it's, it's literally just a comfort zone thing in choosing to get a better job in making new friends. I can't tell you how many people I work with who are lonely and they say, well, I don't know how to make friends. And I say, the next words that come out of your mouth when you meet someone cool is, hey, do you want to be my friend? And they say, well, when I look stupid and I'm like, I don't know, does it matter? No. Are you going to get a friend out of it? Like you might. It's trying new things. It's yes. going new places. Oh my gosh. It's such a comfort zone thing. And I love that we are landing on this because it's something it's so sneaky, right? Because you think it's this huge, it's like, New level, same devil, right? Every single mm. time you rise up, every single time you come up to a new level, every single time you grow, it's the same shit. The same, Absolutely. the same words. You're not worthy. You're going to look stupid. People are going to judge you. What will your family think? What will your friends think? It's the same words. Mm -hmm. It's like the same ice cream in different flavors. 100%. It's and, and people just eat it. They just eat the ice cream and they're like, well, I don't know why I'm eating this ice cream. 
you never challenged it. I think that people think that a lot of the time their thoughts are facts. And <gasps> talk to us. And he, right. And it's like when you think your thoughts are facts, mm-hmm. you don't question them. And a lot of it, your thoughts a lot are of it is shaped. Right. A lot of it is shaped from our upbringing, yes. but when you learn to actually see your thoughts as just thoughts mm-hmm. and optional, they're all optional, right? Really actually like so much of what we think are facts are not. We just made up. And when you and decided they right, were gospel, they're just story. They're just stories. Right. And it's like, you can actually weed it all out. Mm-hmm. And when you weed it all out, like there's so much possibility because then all of a sudden a you have control mm-hmm. because you think you have no control right and all of a sudden you have so much control right and then you get to decide oh well is this a fact is I don't have to believe that no and when you decide that you don't want to believe mm-hmm. what you've been believing forever right <laughs> all of a sudden it's just like so much more space just right. to, like you said, and you're then able to be like, oh, right. Of course I can yeah. be uncomfortable. Yeah. But everything in life we've ever done, if you want to grow is uncomfortable. Think about it. Like you don't walk without falling down a thousand times. And so, being miserable is so much more uncomfortable. So much yeah, more. And people, it's people so just more. don't, they just. I think sometimes don't realize even they've gotten comfortable in the misery Mm -hmm. and misery becomes their comfort space. Oh, I love this conversation so much. (laughs) Yeah. And like humans are so adaptable, but sometimes that's part of the problem is like we adapt so well that we're like, oh, well, this is just our normal um, and I'm used to it. And that's such an ego thing too, because your ego, and I tell people all the time, like your ego doesn't want you to grow. It wants you to spend as little energy as possible to power your meat suit. Yes. Guess what spends more energy changing your life. And so I always give people two options and I'm like, we can do acceptance work and you can accept that this is your life and this is what you choose and you hate it and you wake up every day miserable and you go to bed every day miserable and you're depressed and you're, you have too much anxiety and you hate your life. I said, we can do that work. That's your choice. I said, my life is good because I don't make that choice, but we can do that work. Or we can just change three, four, five things. It's not even that much. Cause you know, you do this work. It's not that much. A foundation of skills starts compounding and then things are good. Like good. You're not miserable 24 seven anymore. It's actually like, I always tell my people and anyone who will listen, basically, <laughs> it's actually tiny little tweaks, right? It's not like you don't actually, it's not like these big, massive things. Right. And our brains make the littlest thing sometimes into the big, right. huge, like in order to keep us our, back, right? Our brains love drama. Think about it. What do we watch on TV? It's drama. Our brains love drama. So So it's like, we have to learn how to catch that drama. So we're not, like we said, indulging in it. Yeah. Because you have a choice. Right. And I think of those limiting beliefs. um, I think of them like, there's two analogies that I'm going to use. So like, I think of them like a bowl, right? Your brain 
for anyone who doesn't know, if anyone hasn't worked with me in real life, let me break down one of my things. Your brain is much smarter than you. It is much better than you at coming up with excuses. So you cannot out logic your brain. It's not going to happen because everything you come up with, your brain's going to be like, but what about this? And then you're going to drown. And that's why I don't use challenging very often. So some of the, Mm. some coaches will use like, well, challenge your thought and look for evidence. Yeah, that has its place, but it's not the only tool because if your brain is a bull and you pick up that rope and you start arguing with your brain, now you're playing tug of war with a bull. Guess who's going to win? Not you. Because a bull weighs 2,000 pounds and can do this all day. And the more you play tug of war with it, the stronger it gets. You just get tired. So I'm like, no wonder you're depressed and anxious. You're fighting your brain 24-7. So I was like, if we don't want to play tug of war with a bull, what do we do? And all of my clients, because they're intelligent, they go, well, you drop the rope. And I'm like, no shit. (laughs) Stop paying attention. Just like what you said. And this is bringing it back. You don't have to let those things stop you. You allow them to exist. You let the bull live in the pasture. You just don't pick up the rope to play tug of war with it. You don't engage with it. You just say, hey, bull, you're such a sweet, handsome little bull, but I can't play tug of war today. Like you just live over there. I'm a Fiji. You just like live your little best bull life, take a nap, whatever. But we can't play tug of war anymore. So we don't kill the bull. You can't get rid of the bull. The bull's with you forever. You just let it live in the pasture next door and go do the things you want to do. Yeah. hundred percent. And we can apply this to <laughs> anything and everything in our lives. And, you yes. know, like you said, it's those excuses are always going to be there. Always. always. And because you can you let your, devil. right. You can let them run the show or you can run the show. Right. Right. Yeah. One of my colleagues, Brittany says, who's driving right now? Is it you or your fears or your, um, your trauma, your anxiety, your whatever. And I think you're right. Like, and I, I love that you're teaching it because I think so many people teach it backwards and they say, well, you have to get past your fear. You have to get past your fear. You have to master your fear. I'm like, I just want you to ignore it and be like, cool fear. Thanks. But not today. Today. I say that all the time. Thanks brain. Not today. Oh, I say that all the time. Or I'll say, oh, you're so cute. That's so silly. Yeah. Sometimes I think of those little, um, if my brain says specific things, I'll say it in Donald Trump's voice. And then I'm like, I would never, listen, never in life let him speak <laughs> to me. And I would sure never let him tell me I can't do things. So I'm just like, okay, okay, bro. Okay. <laughs> I love that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I always say it's like, you know what? I just say it gets to ride in the car with me. It just doesn't get to go come shotgun. Right. Yeah. Like you're it just in the backseat. It's like a, like a planter's wart. You're just like, yeah, I guess you're here. Come on. We got things to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah you- I agree a hundred percent. Too many people are, I think, preaching this, like, like, let's eliminate, let's get rid of them. It's and I just real. don't think that's realistic. It's, it's and it part of your cute- fail. Absolutely. Like <sighs> it's there. And I always say, just friend it. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't do your best friend, right. but just like, let it be there. Don't make right. it wrong anymore. Because the right. more, like I had a teacher, a yoga teacher, a meditation teacher who always said, the more you resist, the more it persists. Mm, so yes. when you're trying to get rid of something and make it go away, right? That's right. like resisting Because you're playing to the allowing it. Exactly. Right. And the bull is the rope. than you. 
Yeah, drop the rope. Right. I love so that. You, I'm going to use that metaphor. Clients, oh, thank you. It's it's very like visceral and visual. I love like, it. Oh, I love visceral God. ones. Yeah. Love them. Um, when you take clients through this journey, like what are some of the things that you've seen? Obviously there's like direct consequences, but what are some of the like not so direct consequences that you see when people start befriending their mm. protective thoughts? when they start to friend them. Yeah. What changes? I mean, them? I mean, they're so much, their life just starts to. So the biggest thing I think that happens is you start to move more into alignment. So I like to think that you're so good. We are energy, yes. right? And as much as some people, it seems like want to deny it, but we are all energy. <laughs> and when you allow yourself to have that part of you there and you don't resist it, it gives you permission and space, right? Mm -hmm. To then also put your focus towards what you want. And then instead of coming from a a place of lack or insufficiency or not enoughness, like when you friend it, it's not like wrong anymore. It's Mm -hmm. just like, it's it's almost like it's acceptable that it's it's there. Yeah, it's just, it's just a part of you. So now you're not in wrongness, not enoughness, not lack anymore. And when you're not in lack, that means you're in sufficiency. And when you're sufficiency, that's our, our, I believe like God, the universe, whatever, our natural way of being for well-being is from a place of sufficiency, not lack. So then you move into alignment. The more you're in alignment, the more you attract what you want back to you. So I'm a big believer in like manifestation, the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that all of that comes from the energy that it's like, you're like, we all have like a perfume like mm-hmm. that we yeah. radiate. Yes, And that perfume is like our vibration mm-hmm. and when you're radiating the right, not say the right, but when you're radiating from an aligned perfume, frequency, right. An aligned fragrance for you, mm-hmm. you attract that right people, mm-hmm. things, situations back to you. Now, when you're out of alignment, attract mm-hmm. things that are also out of alignment with what you want. So basically when you do this work, you get into energetic alignment and the more energetic alignment you're in, the more you are able to claim everything you want in your life, whether, you know, that is, you know, a relationship with someone, or if that is a new business opportunity or friendships, whatever it is, it starts with you. Yes. All of these situations and you have to be in alignment in order to attract what you want. Yes. Yeah. The way that I like, and I want to get into a couple specific examples because I find that people who are not in alignment really struggle to grasp that and to understand how it's like you change one thing and it's a spider web. All these other things change. And I always tell clients, it's like the universe is waiting for you. And she's like Mm. holding her breath and she's like, get there get there, get there. Like, like, like when you, you have kids, right. If they do sports and you're just like, you're like holding their breath for the finish line. Absolutely. Like, yes, hit it, hit it, hit it. And then you hit it, right. They do it. They do the thing they've been working so hard. They've been practicing. They level up, they do the thing. And it's like the universe exhales and Mm -hmm. like everything is already on its way, but it's like paused until you're ready. And so now it's like a conveyor belt just starts moving. And it's like, all these things are on their way to you. And I'll give an example of one that my boyfriend, David, has seen. So he has gone from very employee mindset to wanting to starting his own business, not just wanting to, he's doing the things. And 
And we had a lot of conversations about if you say you're going to do the work, do the work. Don't Mm -hmm. say you're going to do it and then not do it. (laughs) Like, Don't do that. Um, But so he started doing the work and I'll tell you the, the, the serendipity things and they're not serendipity, right? We, we know it's because he, he leveled up, he realigned, he's doing what he says he's going to do. He's clearing out the BS. And so everything is coming to him and things have, people have shown up. People have shared knowledge. Like he was so worried about getting financing. The financing showed up. Like it is wild. And people, I don't, I feel like people don't believe it until they experience it, but I'm just like, I agree. It's so, so predictable if you do the work and you work with people through this journey. So what are some of the things that you have seen um, oh my God. clients like be, be gifted? Because it all is a gift. Like you either get yeah. a shit burger or you get what you deserve, but it depends on the work that you're doing. Yes, I 100% agree. Outside of a beach, no one deserves a yeah. beach. So caveat for that. Yeah. But- Right. I agree. And I think it's, um, it's interesting because I do think things do show up. And I do think, like you said, people think it's like, they have a really hard time grasping this because they don't understand it. And they've never, and seen I it. do think it's hard to understand until you experience it. Yep. Like they might want to, but yeah, right, it's just right. too far out there. And I think it's easy. Um, this is an interesting phenomenon I experienced. Sometimes I'll have a lot of resistance from clients if the gap between their suffering and where I am is a little big. Mm-hmm. Um, they will say like, well, you're just happy all the time or well, no, no one. You don't understand. You don't get it, right? And I'm like, let's talk about that dismissal because it's easy to say, well, those people have it easy. Well, things just happen for them. Not sure. that like, structural thing, right? Like not that systemic barriers don't exist because they do. Yeah. And it's easy to dismiss someone who puts themselves in the right place at the right time. Someone who does the work, someone who chases opportunities. And so opportunities, I quote unquote, show up for them and to just say, well, they're lucky. Well, they have X, Y, Z. Well, it's easier for them because then you don't, you're absolved. You get to be a victim and you don't have to do the work. Yeah. And people come to me in that space a lot too. It is a filter I now have um, when I'm, when someone like reaches out and wants to work with me, I'm like, I don't work with people who are in victim mindset. Right. You, that's just not, I'm not, I I can't do that because there will always then be something that you're like, almost like I, I, you are holding yourself back. Right. Um, And I want you to do that work. Mm-hmm. because it's really essential that you see right. that you have control over your life. But when, you know, you're not in that place of victim mentality and mm-hmm. you realize that you are the creator, the controller of your life, yeah. your destiny, basically, yes. there's so much available. I mean, I've seen people who do this work and, you know, they come and they just like even have an idea, like, right, mm-hmm. I want to start, you know, maybe they had their own transformation. Like they did yeah. some coaching. I've had several clients. I think we talked about this when we were chatting before mm-hmm. that came and we worked together when I was doing more general coaching. And then they had such a profound shift from doing the work, like their confidence grew or they lost weight or they improved a relationship that mm-hmm. then they wanted to help other people. Yeah. And yeah, they wanted like them right to do the same thing. Yep. And it's such a, it's so fun. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that is 
the coolest part is that yeah. you take these people, they've got this now passion inside of them and you help them now help other people yeah. who have maybe yeah. gone through, I always say you are your first client. Mm. So most often you're going to be attracted to working with people that sure. have gone through an experience that you've mm. gone through in some way or form or fashion in your life. So it's like when you do this work and then you do this work with yourself and your business, mm -hmm. you just see the amount of confidence that you can radiate is just yeah. such a beautiful thing. And it's magnetizing. And it like is. people are drawn to it. Absolutely. Yeah. And they just, it's so fun to watch. It's so fun to watch people. Like I've seen people start from nothing Yeah, and all of a sudden have like their own business that they feel like this immense pride for. And now they're like, I mean, I've got clients who are now able to like support themselves. And before, like they weren't able to do that. And like, let's be honest, our world does revolve around money. Right. So living is expensive. You need it. <laughs> right. You need it to live, right. to thrive. And to be right. able to have that, and especially for women, I'm most, you know, mostly with women, to have that. And then also to be able to have that and then show right. your children right. that you created that. It's just such a wonderful, yeah. it's such a beautiful thing to just be able to mm -hmm. hold that space for yourself. Yep. Right. And it's such a permission it's, slip. It's just such a permission slip. It is a permission slip. It's so fun. It really, it is so fun. Like I just, oh my God, I just love what we do. <laughs> it's the best. I, mean, I love like when someone comes to me and they're like, I've got this idea and this idea, this idea. Mm -hmm. And then we hone it in yeah. and we like massage it. <laughs> and then we put it out in the world. Right. And it's like their unique thing. Yeah. So, so now you mentioned something that I want to touch on too, is like taking accountability, which is the mm -hmm. opposite of a victim mindset, right? Um, David and I were having this conversation the other day and God bless him <laughs> for the conversations that we have sometimes. Cause it was harsh, right? Like I'm not someone yeah. who holds, I'm just, I'm not, it's not my strength. I'm not either. I'm just going to tell you what it is. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was like this. I love you, but this is the way my brain words it. And we were talking about accountability and, you know, changing his life and, and he's wanted to do something else for a long time, but never, never took accountability for it. Right. And, and I said, you know, for the last nine years, what have you been doing? Which is harsh, right? And I was like, I love you so much. <laughs> Please don't go. I love you. But don't break up with me. Um, but I was like, I said, you're not where you want to be because you haven't done the work. Like, really, what have you done for the last nine, 10, for the last decade? What have you done? So you don't have the life you want because you haven't worked for it. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, well, fuck. <laughs> That's yeah. true. I and mean, I was like, okay, now that we know, let's change it. Right. Let's not, right. let's not indulge tease your language. Let's not indulge in that. Let's not stay there. Let's say, you know what? That's true. I don't have the life that I want. And that gap is, can be motivation. So one of the biggest things that I think is so life-changing is not only not playing tug of war with a bull, not only having space and allowing space for those protective thoughts and behaviors to exist, but to take full accountability for the things you have not done, you have 100%. chosen not to do when you have been a coward. And that is, oh, some people are going to turn this podcast off and be like, I feel attacked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it's if you hard. feel attacked right now, it's only because it's true. 
And also we love you. And you don't have to yeah. be okay. It doesn't have to be that yeah. way. Yeah. And it's like, if you're feeling attacked right now, it's, you, it's just like, that's, that's the time actually to tune in more and to really start to question, lean into that and ask some questions, ask yourself some really powerful questions. Like, Like why am I feeling triggered? Like, it's because you're, you're, you're a part of your brain is, is thinking that someone is saying something directly about you, which may or may not be true. But if you feel that, intensity that's something to look at let's assess right and so much of this is assessment and I think that's a skill a lot of people lack too is the ability to look at those responses with curiosity instead Mm -hmm. of with a baseball bat like you don't want to beat them up you want to say oh where is this coming from where is this true for me because something I see often too is it's not true in every aspect of their life maybe they like their job but their relationship is out of alignment or they love their relationship, but their job or their family dynamics are out of alignment. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that it's true. Like your whole life is shit. It could just be, hey, what aspect have I really chosen to run away from instead of fixing? Mm-hmm. So yeah. what are some other questions people would ask to figure out um, where the misalignment is? Yeah, like, I mean, one of my favorite questions is why? Love it. <gasps> like, well, so true. let me just, like, why? 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 Like, here's the thing is I always, like, here's the, here's how you know you're out of, first off, sometimes people are like, well, how do I even know if I'm out of alignment? Good point. How do they know? Right? How do you know if you feel like shit, you're out of alignment? Because our natural way of well-being is to feel good. Can you repeat so, that? Because it's so simple. If, <laughs> if you feel like shit, you are out of alignment. It's that simple. This is not complicated. Like people like want to like, oh, alignment, energy. Oh, they're talking way over my head. No, let's make this super simple. If you're not feeling good consistently, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling confused, heavy, any heavy, anxious, you are out of alignment. If you feel like life is kind of just flowing, I'm not saying you feel happy all the time because I'm not one of those positive all the time people. I do believe life is 50-50. That's not realistic. Now, I think there are times when it's appropriate to feel sad. Someone passes, you're not going to feel happy. The goal in life, in my opinion, is not to be happy all the time, Mm -hmm. is to feel all the human emotions. But if you would say that 75% of the time, you feel heavy, you feel exhausted all the time. You're out of alignment. Right, you're you're out of alignment. And that's when we want to start to ask ourselves the questions of like, okay, right now, if this is identifying, if it's resonating, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I'm out of alignment. Then you want to ask yourself, okay, what am I, what have I not taken responsibility for? What is there something I want to do in my life that I'm not? And why, what am I afraid of? Really? Mm. Because a lot of the time when you're out of alignment, it's coming from that fear. Fear is what drives most of our life, right? Like, so we do everything in life because of emotion. We want to feel a certain way. Right. And most of us, our brain's job is to keep us safe. And if the brain thinks you're not going to be safe, Mm -hmm. then it's afraid. But what a lot of us haven't caught up with evolution Mm -hmm. is that we're not being chased. Most of us, of course, if you live in the forest right now and you're listening to this, maybe you're being chased by a bear, but yeah, most of us are not being chased by lions and tigers and bears. And right. for the most part, you are safe. 
So you want to question, what am I really afraid of? Yeah. Like, what is really underneath this? What's behind this? What am I? And you, most of the time it's three things. It's fear of failure, fear that you're going to make a fool of yourself, mm-hmm. right? What other people are going to think, like you mentioned, right? And that's again, a primitive, a very primitive instinct is that we need to feel like we always belong, right? Because if we were in primitive time, if we were cave women in the cave stone, you walked right. out of the cave and you didn't you literally die, right. you, you died. Don't. Right. That's not the case. That's not the case anymore. People are going to like you. People are not going like to like you. Like you're in my okay. Right. People, some are, people are, are going to be your people. Some people aren't going to be your people. Right. Let's be honest. I always tell my clients, do you like everyone? No. No. So why do you expect everyone to like you? Actually, <laughs> if people don't like you, especially in business, that means you're doing things right. You want haters. If you don't have haters, then you're, you're playing. You're not taking cool. a stand. No, you're not taking a stand. If you don't take a stand, good luck. Because right. you're going to just swim in the sea of fishes out there. Right. You've got to step out. You've got to step aside. You've got to be bold. You have to be a little bit courageous. Yeah. And if you're in that stuck, heavy, anxious feeling, you're out of alignment. And you just start right. to ask yourself questions. I'd say why. Ask yourself why did I. Ask right. yourself why did I. Just keep asking yourself why. Or so what. So what. Mm. Or what are you making it mean right now? Can you explain that? Yeah. So like, say for example, you're feeling um, confused. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ask yourself why and say, oh, well, you know, I don't know if I should go this direction, Mm -hmm. like stay at my nine to five or take that risk and start my business. Okay. Sure. Okay. So first ask yourself, okay, what are you afraid of? Well, what if I fail, you know, and what if I... What if I fail and it doesn't work and then I end up in a box living on the street? (laughs) Legit. We get it. Legit, right? Okay, so what? Okay, live in a box on the street. So what? Or- Let's be honest. Is that, wait, hold on. Is it realistic? (laughs) Is it realistic? Probably not. And then you get yourself grounded and you're like, okay, that's probably not going to happen. I can always go back and get a nine to five job. Right, right. So then then ask yourself, well, what am I making it mean Mm. if I fail? What are you making it mean about you? Because that is the secret sauce. Whatever you're making something mean is that underlying thought. And that thought is driving what you feel, which drives everything that you do. And I can guarantee you that thought is showing up in your result line. Mm-hmm. And, and it's showing up. It's so is your results. It's so yeah. sneaky. And I have so many people. I was literally just talking to a client about this yesterday. I have so many people who will self-protect to the point of self-sabotage that they prove themselves right. If you don't think your business will succeed, if you don't think you're worthy of success, if you think everyone who owns a business is a dirty capitalist, if you think you're not worthy of love, if you think you're going to die alone, you will, you will prove yourself. You'll create it. You will create it. That you will ruin your life. You, and I have people Oh, I have people that do it. And I'm just like, you did this. <laughs> like you so, It's so interesting. Yeah. I yeah. always tell people, if you're not sure, another way to see if you're out of alignment is look at your result line. What are the results you have in your life? If they're not what you want, you're out of alignment. It's coming, it's you're out of alignment, which comes back to your energy, which your energy is made up of what you're thinking and feeling. Yeah. So and then sometimes go ahead. And so, yeah, it's like, look at what's in your result line because your results are, like you just said, directly affected 
mm-hmm. by what you're thinking. I see this all the time in business. Like people want a business, they start a business, they even get certified, they do all the things mm-hmm. they need to do. And then the fear of, um, am I gonna be good enough? keeps them from ever getting started. And guess what happens? Your fear comes true. Getting certifications. Because you basically, yeah, oh my God, I've got a client like that. But basically (laughs) you are creating your reality. Right. You're proving yourself right. That's what you always do. You will prove yourself right. Now you can prove yourself right for what you want or what you don't want. It's up to you. Right. And it's like clients who say, well, nobody's trustworthy and they choose untrustworthy partners. Okay. Well, of course. If, if I, right. Like if I say, oh, I only ever get burned when I go in the sun, but then I stay in the sun for nine hours every time I'm outside. Well, guess what? You're right. Like, yeah. oh my God. So one of the, one of the tricks for that, that I want to tell people that I use that is helpful is especially with fear-based things. I say, mm. I tell myself, I ask myself self, what's the worst thing that could happen? I do the same thing. I tell them to go to the most ridiculous, the most ridiculous. And then I say, okay. Can you accept that? And then I go, well, yeah. And then I'm like, okay, cool. So every fucking other thing I can deal with, like, right. I'm going to come back to David again. He's just all over this podcast today. He loves it. <laughs> Not that he listens to them. Rude. But it's Have fun. you ever interviewed him? You know, I really should. Um, oh my God. I interviewed my husband once. It's super fun. <laughs> I think he made me like, I hate you. <laughs> but so I'm not going to prove that right. We're interviewing him. <laughs> so he was like, well, what happens? What happens if I fail? And I said, well, you're going to owe a bunch of money. Yeah. Get a job. You pay have a back. job now. Pay it back. Or I was like, the worst thing that happens is you sell the property. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. And he was like, well, yeah. well, that's not so bad. And I was like, I know. Mm-hmm. It's fine. <laughs> like, you're going to owe someone money. Okay. I, I love people, that you brought that up. Yeah. But people it's never so think true. of the best thing that happens either. Right. Ever. You're like, well, what's the best thing that happens? And they're just like, herp derp. I don't know. I never thought about it. And I'm like, bro, you're playing tug of war with the wrong bull. Go that way. Not that way. Right. Don't go to the bull that wants to play tug of war. Go to the bull. That's like, I don't know, partying on a beach with a margarita. Like, I don't, (laughs) I don't know whatever, (laughs) whatever the other bull is doing, go towards that one. Like (laughs) the margarita bull, not the one that's like, what's the worst thing. And then that's all you focus on versus like, well, what happens if it succeeds? And people are just like, oh, that's so simple. And I'm like, everything is simple. It really is. Not easy. It's like, what do you want to feed? Right. Whatever you feed is what's going to grow and thrive. So you can feed your worries or you can feed the possibility. And you can practice that, right? You can practice worrying. You're going to get so good at it. But like, does it help? No. It doesn't. Does not help. Like, does it help to worry 24 seven? No. But it does help. Like I have this, I love this metaphor. I tell people all the time. You can, I actually was meeting a client this morning at a coffee shop. You go to the coffee shop, right? And you, you just stand there and you're like, serve me. And so they (laughs) give you, they give you like, I don't know, a latte with, for me, a whole milk latte. That would like tear my stomach apart. Okay. Okay. Or you go to the counter, which is what most of us do, and say, I want an almond milk latte. And yeah. you get what you like, and you go sit down. Most people wake up every morning 
and they don't tell their brain what to think. They don't serve up thoughts. So instead they let their brain serve them up like a tuna pop tart for breakfast. I mean, that <laughs> sounds really delicious, right? And instead of waking That's what up- what I had for breakfast having, this morning, actually. Right, instead of, me too, I'm just kidding. Instead of waking up and having like your coffee, your latte, and maybe like, I don't know, right. like a banana, a fruit cup. I don't know. Something you actually like, like whatever. Right. You get a shit burger because that's what life hands you because you didn't specify what you wanted. Yes, you have to. I have a thing that I don't make. I encourage all my clients to do. And it's part of my morning routine. It's called thoughts on purpose. What do you want to think for the day? How do you want to direct your brain? Take some power back. Take some control. Your default brain is going to serve up the shit burger. Right. Do you want the shit burger or do you want the chocolate cake? I want the chocolate cake. So (laughs) it's so true. And I think it's like, Literally, when I tell clients that, I'm just like, well, you don't have to pay attention to that. It's like, no, I watch their face and their brain explodes. So like for everyone listening, let me just explode your brain for a hot second. Let us explode your brain. Like you don't have to put your attention on your thoughts. You can literally move your attention. Mm -hmm. You can't control your thoughts. Yeah. Here's the other thing people get wrong is they'll teach you to control your thoughts. No, that is not real. You can control your attention. You can be like, yeah, cool. Thanks. Like when I first started getting on camera for this stuff, I was like, girl, you look some type of way, like still cute, but like (laughs) never really thought I was photogenic. Right. But I made it up. I decided it was true. But had I been like, oh my God, I'm not like, I would never, you would have never shown up again. I would have never shown up again, but I was like, cool. Thanks brain. Like, I'm just going to look like a walrus while I do it. Who cares? Yeah. And then it's like, when you get this, um, when you get this habit of being like, cool, thanks, who cares? Then it's so easy to like release. You can just be like, yeah, who cares? All right. Yeah. Yeah. I look stupid on camera. Who cares? Yeah. My voice sounds like a little mouse on a podcast. Who cares? Like whatever. And then you can be like, oh, what do I actually care about? Let me walk towards those things. And I think so many people just like drift by on this sea of life. And they're just like, I don't have the life I want. And it's like, bitch, steer your boat. Yeah. I actually did a podcast on mine. I think it was like two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago called Pivoting. It's all kind of about this. It's about about how like you can just in a moment, pause, right? notice it, observe it, don't shit on it. And then- (laughs) I always say when you should on yourself, you're shitting on yourself. So just allow it and then pivot. Yeah. Like, huh, I don't really like this. What else is possible? Yeah. You can entertain that or you could entertain this. Right. Such a good question. It's nothing complicated. Yeah. I think it's really a crisis. And I mean, I used to do this when I was a kid too. And it would really, it would really freak people out because I was always like this. So imagine like this as like a 12. I cannot. No, it's some adults really hated me um that's fine. well they probably thought you were like you know they were like too much are? for your oh yeah. yeah oh I got called obnoxious all the time when I was young but really like I would talk to people because one of my favorite things is to talk to people about what they love and I would say mm. what do you what do you want what do you want to do and they would say these things and I say why aren't you doing them mm-hmm. that's a harsh reality right but most mm-hmm. people don't ask themselves like why aren't you doing them and then they're like, oh, and then they get into the shoulds and they, well, I should do this or I should do that. And I'm like, well, my family is shitting on yourself. And it's all the same crap. And it's like, why aren't you, there's our why again, right? Why aren't you doing them? Can you, do you not know how, do you need, yeah. do you need to learn something 
to, in order to do that, okay, hire a coach, right? That's literally what right. exists. Do you exactly. need find someone for some guidance? Right. Right. And oh, it's just so true. Like, and there's a gap, right? And we don't want to beat ourselves up for the gap. Like we don't know what we don't know. And that's totally fine. But if there's a gap between where you are and where and you where want you to be, be, yes, it's harder for some people. Yes. Systemic barriers exist. That doesn't yeah. mean it's impossible. And a good coach and a good therapist, by the way, which you know, but I want other people to know, will take those into consideration mm-hmm. because it's very disempowering. And this is not what we're saying, but it's very disempowering to say like, well, you can do anything you set your mind to. No, you can't. You can't, but you can get as close as you can. And I always say though, if you really, like, do you really desire it? Because I don't believe you can do anything you put your mind to, but I do believe if you really truly desire something, I think for the most part, of course, I'm sure there's the outliers that can disprove this, but for the most part, you can accomplish it. So here's the thing is like, I'm five feet two, yeah, hundred and what fifteen pounds. I'm not going to play for the NBA, right? But I also don't have a desire to play right. for the NBA. So, like, check in: is it really your desire? Because sometimes I think it's not even our desire; it's yeah. a desire that's been put on us by someone else or that we adopted. But like, if you get honest with yourself and you tap in and you actually get quiet, I'm a big fan of meditation. Mm-hmm. And you start to actually listen to yourself, mm-hmm. your true desires, I do believe for the most part, we have a hundred percent capacity to make happen. I love that. Cause that's actually different than what I was saying. And I, yeah, that's a shift. And I don't know, like maybe there's a desire someone does have to play for the NBA and that's just not a possibility. But then like, like you said, maybe there's something just what, what for you. Right. And sometimes it's an acceptance thing. Like, you know, not, not everything we want, quote unquote, is achievable, but can we get as close as we can? And then it's an acceptance game. Like, okay, this Mm -hmm. is still, this is still your best life. This is still what you want in a more broad sense. You can play basketball, you can coach, you can. And can you love what you do have instead of always just loving what you don't, instead of putting all your focus on what you don't have. Love it. It's such a focus game. Like so many people. Such a focus game. Focus on the wrong things. And so then they're miserable. Like something I, I um, have done for a long time and have mostly because I just have no patience for it is I just don't complain and I don't hang out with people who complain because I'm just like, shut yeah, I'm up. with you on that one. Like, shut up, do something or be quiet. And like, I always do my dad used to just always say shit or get off the pot. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Yeah. And it's like, if you're not going to do anything, practice acceptance mm-hmm. or work on changing it. And and not everyone can change things overnight. Right. Like it's not, like you can just no. quit your job tomorrow no. and no. like, everything magically falls into place. Like sometimes you have to bide time. And, but what's one baby step? Yes. That's going to take you in the direction mm-hmm. towards at least like, I think life is like just a journey. So we're just 100%. constantly taking baby steps and like, whether you ever get to that place, yeah, maybe that's not actually what the point is. Maybe right. it's all the stuff that you mm-hmm. get to experience on the way. Yeah. And that's yeah. just enjoying that. And the ups and the downs and everything that comes with it. Yeah. It really, yeah. It's such a, when you say like the goal of life is to spend most of your time, like you're not happy, you're not sad, you're kind of everything. I really find, and I wonder if you see this too, that people who do this work actually spend so much more time in being content. 
Like that becomes their new normal. They're not super great, but really they sit and like, okay, things are good. Things are good. I think that's a really good point, Amanda. I think they're more content, but I think the cool part is, is you do get like experiences of that, like just total awesomeness. Yes. And of course you have, you have moments of those super low points. Yes. 100%. It's just like, you're not living in those super low points. Mm -hmm. And when you have those super amazing points, like you appreciate them and you just like savor them more. But I do, I think there's this level of just like, I don't know, maybe there's a little bit of just letting life kind of be in that place of contentment. Yeah. And I think that's such a resistance thing. Like when you stop resisting, life can be good. Yeah. And that's such an alignment piece. Like you're so right. When you start doing this work and you start weeding out the things that cause you to be in misalignment, when you start saying, oh, actually those are me causing myself to be in misalignment. Right. It really is like, and it's, it's pretty wild to watch. And And I always call attention to it with my clients because their energy shifts Mm. sometimes between sessions and they'll come and I'm just like, your energy is so different. Like I can feel it off of them. Their whole demeanor, the way they, everything is everything. And I'm just like, okay, now we're working on firing me. Yes. That's when I know we're kind of like, I love it. Well, that's the goal, right? And like, the goal is that you fire me. You don't need the same person for me for life. Right. I'm like, we can, um, you can follow me on Instagram. It's fine. <laughs> but You're like always evolving. And I think right. that's like the piece of it is right. Like, yeah. Is finding new people at different levels. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, it's just like so good. So, so fun. How do people find you? If they're like, Oh um, my God, she's so dope. How do people find you? Yeah. Um, Instagram, Facebook, um, all the places I'm, um, Rachel B. Friedman. Can you spell uh, it? Rachel the uh, R A C H E L B F R I E D M A N. Just my name. Um, on Instagram and on Facebook, it is God. I don't even know. I think it's Rachel the. I think it's an old Rachel thing Beth, called Rachel. Maybe? I think it's Rachel Beth Coaching. That's my business. I'm not sure exactly what honestly the. You'll be in the show notes. Okay. Oh, like I don't know. I guess I should know. Always, you can find me on my website, Rachel Beth Coaching. Um, I've got a podcast too. You can check it out called The Wellness Boss. And Amanda is actually going to be on mine too. I think it actually airs next week, so you can come nice. listen to her and I chat there too. Yeah, y'all. Her oh, her stuff is so good. Um, for everyone who has listened and they're just like, holy shnikes. Holy cheese balls. Like, These so ladies cool. are amazing. No. Amazing. What do you want people to be left with? Like if they're like, if they have amnesia on everything we said, like what yes. do you want them to remember? I love that question. I want them to remember that they have 100% choice in everything in their life. Meaning you get to choose how you look at things. So for example, People will tell me all the time, um, well, I have to feed my kids. No, you don't. You choose to feed your kids. There's consequences if you don't. I recommend you choose it. Look at everything in your life as a choice and your life will feel so much better. Mm. I love that. And if you're choosing things that you hate, you can make a different choice. Yeah, why? And everyone, I believe, (laughs) Whether you talk to me, you talk to Amanda, everyone should have someone in their corner. Yes. One 
hundred. I will always have someone and I just can't imagine not mm-hmm. whatever you want to work on in your life. I think yeah. that's part of our life is to always be evolving. Mm-hmm. Where have someone in your corner. I love it. I love it. Okay. Tell us one more time where to find you so that people remember that Instagram, Rachel B. Friedman, Facebook. Amanda's going to put it in the show notes since I'm not exactly sure. I think it's Rachel Goldberg Friedman. It's my something like that. Old we'll last find. name. <laughs> we'll find it. Website, website Rachel Beth Coaching. Love Rachel it. Beth Coaching. No A, just E-L. And um, I try to keep things simple. Podcast Wellness Boss. Love it. Dude, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's that always was- such a, a pleasure. So mm-hmm. fun talking with you. This was so good. Okay, y'all have a... Good day. Go make aligned choices. Yes. We love.